0: Hey Craig, mate. I can only apologise. I've just fucking drove six people mad, and I'm sitting here. Where is he? <laughs> oh, at the moment, I'm snowed under doing these fucking Zoom meetings. <laughs> <laughs> they get they get, they get so confusing.
1: I'm not How surprised. <laughs> I'm not surprised because you've been busy doing a violent man as well as as this one, haven't you? As well.
0: Oh, I'm saying it's like fucking relentless. <laughs> <laughs> My fault, it's the age.
1: Hello and thank you for listening to episode 421 of 60MW. I'm Dave and this is another of our interview shows. And in this one I chat with Craig Fairbrass about the upcoming movie The Sun Also Rises. And yes, a few other tangents besides that as well. You know how these shows go by now. You know I've told you often enough. I only do interview shows with people whose work that I really love. That way you, the listener, And the guests know that my enthusiasm, my excitement is genuine. And it always comes across. Uh, It definitely did in this show with Craig. It even got to the point towards the end, as you'll hear, I even stumbled over saying his name correctly. How about that? That's how excited I was. And would it come as any surprise to regular listeners when uh, Craig Fairbrass on the show? Of course, I'm going to ask him a little bit about Cliffhanger as well. How good is that? It sort of it ties up. It's a little sort of bookend thing, isn't it? If you listen to my interview show with Caroline Goodall the other year as well. Uh, it's it's hard for me to imagine sometimes that all those years ago, watching Clefanger for the first time, I get a chance to have a chat with two people out of that. And both people were absolutely amazing guests, as you'll hear in just a moment. So please sit back, relax, get comfortable, and listen to me and Craig Fairbrass have a chat about the sun also rises. And a lot more beside that too. Craig, thank you for coming onto the show. I've been looking forward to having a chat with you since uh, since this came up. So thank you very much for giving me some time today.
0: Absolute uh, pleasure, pleasure to be here. And I know
1: you've been really busy because you're a busy guy. And I know you've been doing the rounds with uh, a violent man. And I talked, uh,
0: I I talked yeah, talk, mm, talk to it's, Ross. It's, all, it's basically it's all part and parcel of that. You know, you do a film and. It's such an integral part of a film's release is is doing these interviews. Yeah. Because if you don't do them, then people don't really get to know about them. <laughs> so it's, I've always found it very important. When I was a young actor growing up, the PR people used to say, oh, so you're such a joy to work with. I was like, no, 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 no. This is important. You know, it's so important. But sorry, go on. No, I was going to say, I, I talked to Ross
1: McCall, the obviously, you know, who wrote and directed that the other day. Yeah. And um, so, of course, from that, I was watching lots of interviews and I saw you doing the rounds with it. I mean, what's it like these days, being on like this, on Zoom, to how it was back in the day when you started and doing the press junket?
0: Well, I mean, usually you go to an hotel, you have to get the train up or it would send you a car, but then you think, I don't really want to sit in a car for an hour, the traffic. So I'd usually jump on, jump in a cab, you'd go to a, a really nice plush hotel, and then you'd sit in a room all day, spilling out the same, you know, the, you know, like a broken record, basically, um, and trying. And you'd work it around, because you do meet some really people along the way that are really into the film. So hmm. yeah, yeah. they don't come up with just homogenized questions, if you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, or yeah. Some yeah. of them ask you really great questions. And you think, oh, God, I'm really glad you asked me that. Um, so to, to answer your question and not go on about it yet, in a way, it's nice to do this because you ain't got to leave home. You just turn your computer on. Yeah. Um, but it's like actors now, self-tape. The auditions and yeah. the, the nerves of meeting and I still can't audition, I hate it. Um, <laughs> and you go up for stuff and you'd go and you'd meet and you'd rehearse and you'd stand there. You'd you do what you got to do. You'd knock on the door, you go in and sometimes every one person, two person, five people. You know, it's... Uh, now with the self-tapes, you, you you do it yourself yeah. you know you try and get it as best you can
1: what was one of the most nerve-wracking i digress i'm oh, sorry no 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 it's fine <laughs> I, let's go off on tangents anywhere. i'm fine with it i was just yeah. going to ask what was one of the most nerve-wracking auditions that you've had what's it, when you think oh, of auditions it thousand.
0: was thousands about a thousand no's so when you get a yes. <laughs> It's really nice. <laughs> Growing up, I think the worst auditions for me was uh, were in LA because, um, you know, when when you're there and you're there for a specific time and if you're lucky enough to get signed by a manager or an agent, then they go out of their way to, to push you and get you in rooms. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you could be auditioning every day. You could be do, auditioning three times. A week, and you—you know—you've got to go in. You're on top of the material, and yeah, it's nerve wracking I hate it, but you know, it's the game we're in. That's it. And um, so you, many know, you do your best, yeah, and you're hoping—you're hoping that they recognise an <laughs> element of something they want.
1: <laughs> well, you, you've done <laughs> all right up to now. You've done all right up to now, Craig. That's for sure. And
0: thank you. Try, mate. Oh, try.
1: Well regular yeah. listeners to the show they would not forgive me if I didn't start off by asking about one particular film to begin before we get into The Sun Also Rises. And I had I had Caroline Goodall on the show just over a year ago and I had to ask Caroline, her about the same year. thing and uh, yeah. so a cliffhanger she came out with some great stories about that and and you're so good in it. I was uh, I rewatched it again the other oh, I don't day. Know.
0: Oh no. If oh no, oh no. If if, if if someone gave me a wish i would go I want to go back now. <laughs> rewind time and I don't want to reshoot all of my things what, what would you do differently was, is there anything specific you'd do yeah I mean my delivery and everything about it would be a lot lot different I was so eager so young so excited so passionate so so excited I was like a dog with two cocks I was like fucking <laughs> I was running around uh, you know I was in Italy for six months it was an incredible dream come true It was a huge audition process. I think I had three separate auditions for the film. I was a massive Stallone fan, massive Rennie Highland fan. And to be, when they came through with the offer for that film, it was just, I'm still not over it now, to be honest with you. I mean, you know, I think it's the biggest thing I've ever done. And it was just a beautiful experience, you know, being in Italy and being on a giant Hundred millions of dollar yeah. movie. It was just, it was, it was, it, it was a big deal. You know, you got everything that you, you beck and call the great big trailers, the drivers, oh, the this, yeah. the that. It was an insight into how the big Hollywood movies get made. Uh, you know, did you, yeah, it was good.
1: did you, have any input into the lines you know like the football or soccer as you had to refer to it in in the movie no you had to go i had
0: no fucking input at all <laughs> on the big body a young actor been flown over from i just finished prime suspect got off the plane you know i just gave it stum say nothing can't believe i'm here i'm waiting for someone to come up to me and go listen we've made a massive mistake <laughs> It's an airline ticket. Fuck off back home. <laughs> <laughs> that that was going through my mind for for so many days. Um and I've had, I must admit, I must have had a million messages from people who go to me, I can't believe you said soccer. Listen to me. I'd have said dog shit if Stallone <laughs> would have said say dog. Do you know what I'm trying to say? He's yeah, yeah. the man writing the script. Um and you you know, in a film like that, you're constantly getting. Pages under your door at night where things are changing. So they're writing as they're going, yeah. even though they had the script, but they would just change things. And and some of that some of that changed, you know. Um, and I would never question it. I'm look, it's not my place to question mm-hmm. it. I'm yeah. lucky to be there, you know. Yeah, they called it soccer, we called it football. <laughs> Their football, it all gets muddled up. So
1: <laughs> I do love your energy in that though, because you're so so angry in it and shouting, and and I I love actors. Specific actors when they get angry as well, and I love the sort yeah. of the, the, the angry character in that. But compare that to because whenever I think, whenever I think of like hard men in film, I always, or even in real life, I always default to the East End London hard man who doesn't have mm. to shout. It's like quiet and just you know, oh. you know that really sort of whispery oh that, that, that voice that doesn't need that doesn't need well, that's to what shout. I'm
0: saying to you that is why it took me so long so long to find a, a rhythm to my acting and you know with characters that you know I could make believable and authentic and just for people to you know when people stop me in the street or message me and they go oh Craig you're so good at what you know it's it's lovely to hear so finally you got it right, you know, the tone right, yeah. the believability yeah. right. Um, and that is what I really care about It's the fact of, you know, with the foot soldier films, you know, the Pat Tate stuff, that yeah, was a yeah. real, real fine line of, of getting that, you know, believable, making it natural and making it real, as opposed to just shouting and screaming, yeah, you know, because yeah. you watch that and you... I don't really buy that when I watch that. You know, you, 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 I think you invest more in sort of men characters who are very sort of together. Yeah. yeah.
1: What do you think uh, it is about the East End, the East End hard man that just travels all over the world that is, that's intimidating?
0: You know, well, t- it's funny you're saying that. It, it, yeah, it does. It's, you know, recently I've been offered two. I've had a, quite a few people come to me saying we'd love to see you do like a Get Carter type movie you know and I was like yeah it's a really interesting concept because I love the film and you know a few little scripts creeping through and it I, I don't know it's something about London but you can say that you can say that about Scotland you can say that about mm. Ireland I think if you get the actor right and you get the script right and you know the deliveries right um, you can make a good film yeah. You know, if they're believable in characters yeah. from that world.
1: I'd love to see you in more horror films, in more horror and sci-fi <laughs> films. I
0: really would, Craig, I would. I, you know, I've got, I've got a little soft spot for horror films. You know, I grew up on, a, on the Hammer movies. Oh, yeah. So I love all of them. I still watch them now. Um, Because I remember as a kid watching Oliver Reed and I've had so many people say to me when I was growing up, I'd love to see, see you play Bill Sykes. And I said, you know, that's one of my one of my little, if they ever did that, a different version, I'd love to play him. But I'd also love to play The Wolfman.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. This is, I'm talking, this is candidly between me. I know everyone's going to see that, but it was only because um, I was obsessed with horror films when I was a kid. Yeah. Especially werewolves and stuff like that, you know.
1: That would be um, your go-to, would it? If you could do a horror movie, it would be a werewolf one.
0: I think so, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean,
0: because you've done oh. horror movies in the past. I,
1: mean, I have, yeah. Yeah, and I've got to ask as well. I'm good,
0: I'm bad. <laughs> well, well, this some is it,
1: bad. <laughs> I mean, no actor in the world can say that every film they've ever done is amazing. You never go into it, nobody to do with a film ever goes into it wanting to make a bad movie, obviously. I always hold some my good. hand up and say, you know, well done for putting a film out there. It's, you know, it's mm. a hell of a feat in the first place. But there's some, I mean, I don't know what you think of this, but a, a good friend of mine, Rob, once he knew that I was going to have a chat with you, he mentioned a film, that one of his favourites of yours, and I love it as well, and this is going back a little bit, Proteus, you yeah. know, a, a lower-budget horror film. He said, oh, you've got to ask Craig about Proteus. Yeah. So, what are your memories from being on that? Because that that's one that comes uh, out quite often.
0: I, I'm very excited about doing that film at the time because, I, uh, you know, I came back from L.A., I'd gone out there, nicked Cliffhanger, did a couple of other little bits and pieces, but everyone was trying to position me as this new action guy coming through. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know I was in the gym 24/7 doing what I could. The scripts are coming along. but the, what was missing really deep down what was missing was the, the, the thing that comes with age and that is experience yeah and confidence in being an actor. Uh, you know, the delivery you know just just, just just getting the level of performance right. and I just I do think that comes with, with time definitely. Um, you know, and I just said, you know, confidence. I was a young, excitable kid then. It, it, every, everything was not right then. I'm, I'm much more since muscle and, you know, foot soldier, villain. Um, I've sort of got into a, a groove now where, you know, the reviews have been solid. Yeah. Uh, and the, the career has took a different path. And you, you can play these sort of, these characters, these, these, these guys have got a bit of weight about them, but they're also quite vulnerable, quite interesting, got a bit of heart, um, you know, and that's what I sort of look for in scripts now.
1: Well, it, your role yeah. as Terry in Muscle really did bring that out, that, you know, it's there's, there's a yeah. lot more going on there and showing those emotions and bringing them out and putting yeah. them on the screen. Well, you
0: know, I, I, more so for Jared, Jared Johnson, who, who offered me that role who you know was a great believer in me I met him and he said you know you're very underrated he said you know I look at you and I look at other actors you know who we are big who we are doing it and you're you you, you 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 you're good at what you do mm-hmm. um and I was like ah oh, I wonder if I'm going to get a chance to I wonder if a would I get the finance to do the film and will I actually get a chance to do this to do this film you know to show You know, people talk about my range and that, you know, my emotional range is huge. My, you know, playing four foot five, you know, professors and school teachers, maybe not, (laughs) which I'll be hands up to. But what Terry gave me a chance to do to show is to show emotional range as an actor, you know, and complexities and insecurities and all of that stuff. So that gave me an opportunity, which I jumped on. And working with Jared and Kevin, who is a a phenomenal actor, you know, working opposite someone like him only brings the best out of you. Yeah. So that was an opportunity. That was a film, it's for a very acquired audience. You know, it's a it's a sophisticated highbrow art house movie that is a beautiful film. Yeah. I'm I'm so proud of that film, I can't tell you. That was the film that that switched the light on for me. That was the film. You know, when the BFI and the Guardian and all of the all of the the critical respected reviewers dug me out and went, Fairbrass is excellent in this." Mm-hmm. It's, it, you know, it's 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 what you you know it's it's nice to hear.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. That somehow along the way, the little craft that you're doing gets a bit of appreciation now and again. Yeah, as opposed That's to getting cool. slaughtered, you know.
1: <laughs> But like you said, though, that's come with age and experience, hasn't it? You've, you, know, I think you've, so. you've built on your craft over the years.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So what? Yeah, you know what? What do you think is the biggest thing that you've learned as you got older as an actor that you go into a part? Be it, you know if you're looking at a script or and you actually get onto the. But you set.
0: know what? I know exactly what it is. It's thinking and listening. Yeah. Um, you know, and allowing the camera to see you think that when I was young I was very much you know sort of you know taking a breath and you know thinking and doing be be able to on film you can do that on television it's a little different if you're you know working in a soap and everything's quick 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 you've got to deliver your lines and the story moves on and they it's the next scene yeah but with film, especially if you know if you're if you're number one on a call sheet and you're the lead in a the movie, then you've you've got a chance. You've gone away and you've done your homework, so you know you've got to bring something. Yeah, you don't want to turn up and you know you've got to make that character believable the best you possibly can. So yeah, I li- listening and thinking definitely.
1: Was there a lot of pressure on you back in the day? You know, you were saying about pushing as an action star the studio was doing this was a lot of pressure on you like you said you were hitting the gym a lot to keep that physique I mean because you would like cut from stone
0: well you say that but you know I'm six foot three I'm 16 and a half stone I've always been a naturally big fella and for me you know diet is a, was a massive thing because I'm naturally a fat bastard so <laughs> <laughs> the carbs and the sugars I had to stay away from. As soon as I dropped yeah. them out, my it would change. And I learned that early, early, early doors back in the day. But it's, you know, I was doing little indie films. You know, I, I was pleased to be doing them. Yeah. But I knew they would sort of lead on to other things. But it just takes time.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, time.
1: And I know growing up, because I said it before we started recording the show, you know, there's only a year difference in age between us. And we've got similar pop culture references, grew up with the same. And I know you were a fan movie-wise of what you'd call, you know, the man's man, the Charlton Heston, the, the uh, Charlie Bronson. Charles Bronson's oh, Douglas,
0: John Wayne's, Bert Lankins,
1: definitely Lee Marvin's,
0: all of them people I'm still obsessed with now. Still obsessed. I'm on YouTube all the time watching their biographies. You know, that was a time when... You know, and all of these guys have, were all ex-military. They were soldiers. They all came from different backgrounds. But the, the the one thing they all had in common is they were men. Yeah. You know, it's like you look at Connery. You go, he's a man. That's a man. You know, he looks like a geezer. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, he's believable in them situations. And they all were, you know. So, you know, I was a kid growing up with my dad, you know. I wanted to be an actor. I wanted to emulate them. I wanted to be in in them scenarios. Of and lucky enough, I grew up. I ended up being a tall, big fella, and 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 I've got more character as I've got older in my face. Mm-hmm. So um, you sort of become more believable in that role. The older you get, I yeah. think that's a great thing about men.
1: Yeah, it
0: you is. Know, the older, definitely. You get, the better
1: you get. Yeah. What's it like for you then? to now be considered by the likes of me, you know, the same age and, and younger, who I know now, you know, you're like the British version of them. You're the man's man on screen that we that we watch. You're the one you'll see Craig Fairbrass in the film and you'll watch it because your name's in it.
0: Yeah, it it, it it is amazing. I've got to be honest with you, and I'm not going to lie, because I've had literally thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of messages. i want to say that because... And the appreciation is absolutely – it's beautiful because I love it that people appreciate a good film because mm-hmm. I appreciate a good film. I'm, yeah. You know, I'm when my younger days, you do anything as an actor because you, you want to work, you want to get paid, and there's money in the game. Yeah, But to actually – you know, when I look at muscle, when I look at villain and I look at a violent man and I look at some of the foot soldier films I've done – you know, they're good and the fans love it. Oh
1: yeah. They love them. Yeah.
0: And I think the more believable you are and and the more they love you as an actor and believe you're acting, the more, that you know, they invest in you and they they tell you mm-hmm. you know, that you're you're along with a lot of other British actors you're you're up there with I love the films you do. Yeah. Um, and I've never wanted to confuse especially now what I'm doing is the fact of you know, getting the right scripts, getting the right stories, letting people know what you do. Because it's a very competitive competitive business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's millions of actors. So if you I've never been afraid of being pigeonholed or typecast, because you know it's hard enough it is to get a living in this game. Yeah. Um. So yeah. What is it's it, lovely?
1: What was it about the sun also rises then? Because that's not out yet. I haven't seen it, so Tell me, please tell me Summer about
0: the film. Also Rises is a beautiful script. You know, it's an opportunity to shine the light on domestic violence, domestic abuse, you know, that went through the roof in the pandemic. Yeah. Um, it's a good little script. I've got a nice little role in it. I play Frank's brother, Lee, who's from a different background. Um, And Roland Mnook, you who know, I love, you know, he's a, he's a very, very dear friend of mine. I've got a lot of respect for him. You know, we've done nine films together. And uh, I, he's with my mate. And he mm-hmm. went to me, listen, I've got this little script. There's a role in there. And I, I read it and I was, said, well, I'm, I'm actually glad you offered me this because if you give it to anybody else, it'd have been ag. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and he was, oh, no, you're the first person I thought of. And uh, I jumped at the chance, and I think you know, he's he, we're all he, all his powers have all done what they could to jump on this because it was a it was a great script. Yeah. B. Roland was was doing it, and it's a really great subject matter. I mean, Jeff Bell was done a bit, young Callum McNabb, and um, you know, proper actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm interested to see. I spoke yeah. to Roland briefly; he's really happy with the film. It's a tragic tale. It's like an urban, urban film on, you know, about domestic abuse. Simple as that. It's nope. a hard little, little film.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm
0: looking from, forward to from watching what it. I got from the script.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, so I jumped at the chance to be in it.
1: And it was like with Ross, with a violent man. It was his first time as director. It was the same with Roland on this as well, wasn't
0: it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And what? I mean, Roland did a lot of work on the script. He went away and re- rewrote quite a lot of stuff. Mum was going backwards and forward with, with, with bits when he was looking at my scenes. But he was really on it. Uh, and he was very, very <laughs> on, on it. He would not, he really put me through the ringer. i going to be honest with you. I said, for his fucking mates. <laughs> he was like, I want another one. I'm doing another take. I want you to do this. I'm like, but he was right, and I was wrong. Yeah. So uh, from our little scenes, quite a, quite an integral part of the story, um, quite emotional stuff, and I went there sort of with an idea in my mind, and then Roland took it to the next level, which when I came away, I was driving home, and I thought to myself, I was, I was really happy that he actually made those decisions yeah. on the floor, you know, and we spoke about it the different takes and you know different different energies and emotional where you're coming from, what you're doing and a lot of it was in the writing anyway because it was quite a big deal you know I lost my dad in 2013 and it was a massive massive um, blow that you know I still think about every day Mm -hmm. so sort of using that type of stuff when you're when you're acting you know I used it when I was doing the the last scene in Villain uh, in the cafe with Azuka Hoyle. You know, sometimes you have to pull on things. You try and get there, but then you have to, the mind has to drift to something that's really affected you to get you yeah in that sort of mindset. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and that is, again, just one of, one of the maybe few maybe many advantages of getting older those those experiences that you can you can pull on good and bad you know just yeah exactly yeah yeah that's got got to be tough though when you're going through stuff like that and you've got to pull on those raw emotions that you know it's going to upset you yeah and you've still got to deliver the lines and stay in character as well so you, you know you're working on different levels
0: no, you're 100 right. But what it can actually do is get you to that place that's within the writing of the story to actually make it bona fide real. Yeah, you know because sometimes, you know, oh, it's about you know that suppressing it and and it's, it, it, yeah, it's difficult stuff to do. But if you can get it right, you know, it can really can be very powerful. Yeah, um, and you know, like I was saying to you earlier on, the messages I've had from the from from people who who you know said to me, I was so upset when I watched the end of Villain. Oh God, I was like, you know, I can't believe it. I was like, I was so upset. <laughs> but I'm gl- I'm I'm sitting there reading these things, and I'm, I'm I'm glad. Yeah. That it's made you feel that way because it's worked. Yeah, definitely. Because it's not easy to move somebody. Yeah. You know, on film because it's so easy to overdo it
1: oh yeah i should imagine so yeah Yeah. and then it just it just doesn't work at all it it is a really fine line isn't it you can either overdo it or yeah
0: you know you 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 see sometimes you see you know the endless tear stick and the technical side of things but if you can get there without that um which is it is difficult but if you can get there without it it is so much more powerful
1: it's, it's you know, really because good the camera
0: re- the camera picks up everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. Every little new You can't escape, can you? <laughs> yeah. It's the tiniest of things. Um I did an audition the other day, right? To 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 get there doing that. And uh I, you know, I did it again and I was like I was really happy with it. It's like <laughs> Yeah. It's good stuff.
1: It's amazing. I love it that we're here in 2022. You've got, you know, A Violent Man has just come out. The Sun Also Rises is coming out. What's the rest of 2022 and beyond looking like for you, Craig?
0: Um, Sitting here now, I'm just negotiating. I've just had an offer on a massive big TV series um, which just working out the the deal now. So yeah, uh, back to some television. So that's, that's, I mean, in this day, you know, with yeah, the broad streaming broad.
1: services and everything, t- TV now is really, with Alexa, Netflix and Amazon, and TV shows are really big, aren't they?
0: Yeah, it's massive. And uh, that's actually been the plan. Um, I signed with new agents a while ago, and the plan has been to, to, you know, still carry on with the films, but yeah. I, not ignore the television side of things, because it's humongous. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I can't talk about it, but it's uh, <clears throat> once it's all put to bed, and then I can, you know, fingers crossed. Uh, always superstitious about things. No, um, <laughs>
1: I don't blame you. Yeah. I'm, so you glad. I'm so glad you're keeping busy, Craig. I really am, because like I said, me yeah. and me and millions of others, you know, will will watch something because it's got Craig Fairbrass F- on the on Craig the
0: Yeah, Yeah, You know what, it's so funny when I was young, I was going to change my name and I did this film for Queen and Country and George Baker, bless him, was a lovely, lovely human being. He said to me, you know, you're 27, you've got something about you, you're not a bad little actor. Let me introduce you to my agent, International Creative Management, and I went and met him and they went... Yeah, we've seen some rushes from the film. We think you've got something. We don't like your name. <laughs> I was like, right. What do we do? Is it Craig Monroe? Um, so ended up changing it to Craig Mitchell for about a fortnight. I think I went to the first meeting, rang on the bell, and went, is Craig Mitchell here? I was just, it just didn't feel right. Yeah. And I went back to him. I said, listen, I know what you're saying, but my mum and my dad and my nan would go mental if i cracked it with another name yeah so i can't live with that just in case so you know it worked out
1: good i'm glad it did yeah. as are loads of other people <laughs> well I, I, i'm aware of the time i know you're really busy craig i'd love to at some point in the future have you back on the show and and chat some more about stuff you've done the projects that you know you've got going forward in 2022 and beyond so it'd be awesome to have you back um, yeah of
0: course i'd love to
1: but for the sake of the edit, we shall say goodbye. And again, thank you for giving me your time and all the best to you for the rest of the year and beyond.
0: That's very kind, mate. Thank you for some really interesting questions. Look out yourself. Stay safe.
1: And the alarm bell, as always, brings to an end another interview show. Again, hopefully you enjoyed that, just a tenth as much as I enjoyed recording it. I do love doing these interview shows. And as you know, 60MW was founded to be just an interview show before it grew into the into the audio beast that it is now with different format shows and different hosts on them as well. Uh, Craig was an awesome guest. It was uh, it was really good to have a chat with him. Uh, hopefully, I'll have him back on the show maybe towards the end of this year. There's a lot more that we can chat about stuff that he's done and stuff that he's got coming up as well so uh, yeah keep your eyes and ears open for another show with craig in the not too distant future also keep your eyes on our website 60mw.co.uk numerical 60 not alphabetical everything we do is on there the podcasts news reviews and links to our social media hopefully you know those by now twitter and instagram at 60mw podcast everything is on there bookmark the page visit often it's uh It's updated quite a lot. That would be nice. Visit our YouTube channel as well. Subscribe on there. Want a good reason to do it? The interview that you've just listened to is also on our YouTube channel, along with other interviews and lots of other stuff too. So give us a subscription on that as well as this podcast. It all helps us to get even more guests in the future. So thank you for your time. Again, hopefully you enjoyed it. And we'll be back with another episode very soon.